Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here to join with me today on a Monday. I hope you had a great weekend because it was beautiful outside. Oh, the weather was great, especially yesterday. Spent time outside. Actually, um, I would we had uh, some grandkids and up here, and one of them he went to work and did a lot of work cleaning out uh, stuff that was growing in our blueberry bushes. We've got some blueberry bushes that actually I bought back in the summer of what summer was it? Oh goodness, it was. Was it summer of 81 or summer of 82? I think it was summer of 81. And I worked at a little store called Midstate, which was not a little store. It was kind of like a, a version of Walmart before we had Walmart. And I worked in the garden shop and they had on clearance some uh, four blueberry bushes. And three of them survived and they are still going but there had been some trees and some grapevine that had grown up in it and was last year just kind of out of control um and so grandson josh went out there and he spent the majority of the afternoon cleaning that and getting that looking good now my wife's going to go through and do some pruning so hopefully we'll get a really good blueberry harvest coming on and I actually, I was burning um, uh, the grass and uh, trying to burn off some of the cattails around the pond. And that, that was just a nice, pleasant, easygoing, uh, fun task. You know, it was just kind of fun. Playing with fire, that's just a <laughs> fun thing for a guy to do. So anyway, it was great, and I knew I wanted to do it before... This uh, last night happened, and that's when the rain started. And we've had rain and some thunder. Ugh. Pardon me, um, all night, and I don't hear it raining right now. I think it's supposed to end this morning, but anyway, today is Monday, the second of March. We are here, and it came in as a lion yesterday, but having, or I'm sorry, a lamb yesterday, and having some lion traits today. Oh, but anyway, the, uh, uh, what I wanted to, what I was planning on talking with y'all about today, I, I've modified a little bit, and I'm going to just kind of probably cover two, because you ever have like you're thinking of one thing, and all of a sudden it reminds you of something, and then you just dig deeper into that? And I had come across a meme that got me kind of thinking. And it was about, you know, how to live. And it was done in kind of a fun way. And as I was reading it over the weekend, I just kept reading it over and over again thinking, I really like this. I know it was meant to be just something brief and small. But, you know, you can just dig deeper and think, okay, I can let this stay superficial, have a smile, know kind of what they're talking about, and that's it. Ooh. pardon me again, or I can dig deeper. And then that made me, it reminded me of a song. And it was, it was very popular. A lot of people were, were enjoying it. Didn't matter whether they were into country or not, but it was by Tim McGraw. And it was called Live Like You Were Dying. And 
um, the uh, the story. I think the the way I heard it first was thinking about um, uh, this this person who finds out that he's got cancer, and and it's you know it's you know he starts thinking about his life. And in uh, the lyrics, you know, it's kind of like uh, where it gets to the point. It's like, what do you do when you get that kind of news? And uh, he says, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. I loved deeper. I spoke sweeter. And I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. And he, and, and he says, I hope someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. And, it, and it's, a, it's a great, fun bucket list, you know, when, when you think about that. But then I realized when I first read the lyrics that it starts off, he said, he said, I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. And it's like, okay, here's a conversation a guy's having with someone who's terminally ill. And so that person is is giving the bucket list. But today, as I was looking at it, I think it's actually, I think it's the guy is um, talking about his dad um, and that his dad has the cancer, um, but I can almost see where it's another person interviewing, talking with the guy who lost his father. Um, because there's a there's a line in it where he uh, this guy is saying you know that let's see, uh, and all of a sudden going fishing wasn't such an imposition, and I went three times that year I lost my dad. Whether it's whichever way it is, it's about when we stop and think about what is it that we're doing in life day by day, sometimes minute by minute? Are we just in the routine? Are we not thinking deeper or doing deeper than just what we're doing? You know, there was that movie came out in, what was it, the 1920s called Metropolis. It was an old black and white film of a uh, uh, society where uh, there was a few elites that lived this lavish lifestyle and everybody else was basically like robots working in their factories. Um, and we may not be the drones that are portrayed in the, uh, the movie Metropolis, but is that kind of what we're doing? Are we living life just going, you know, one, you know, one day is the same as the next, is the same as the next. And here he was, and then you don't remember. You ever look back and you go, what did I do that year? What did I do that season? Was there any difference between it and the others? Um, I was listening to a podcast where uh, the uh, the person who was uh, it, it, the podcast of the person he was talking about uh, listening to uh, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name, but he was he was in the audience and he was listening and and the uh, the person was saying that routine kills your memory, 
that whenever you do things on a very routine basis, you know, while you can build some good healthy habits, you're not really going to remember it because it's the same as before and your mind says, hey, I don't need to keep remembering this. This is just like what I've experienced before. And what would happen if every day it's always routine? And that particular, the person who was doing the podcast said that really stuck with him and he tries to create on a regular basis unique activities that he does with his wife, with his kids that are different. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you go off on big extravagant vacations, but you break the routine. And and that's, you know, kind of as I'm reading this and thinking about it, that popped into my head because, you know, here this person is talking about whether it's he's the terminally ill person or whether he is the son of the terminally ill person or whether he is a person just, you know, trying to learn a lesson here. You know, he went skydiving and Rocky Mountain climbing and started working down a bucket list. So, you know, as I think about this song and and just what I've been sharing with you, are there things that are on your list? Are there things that you should be doing in life and uh, that are those kind of important things that so easily slip away? That was kind of a decision that my wife and I, we talked about uh, for several years in the idea up here at the farm. And, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that if we did it, that, you know, financially things would be able to cover it, that, you know, wanted to have everything nice and secure before pulling the trigger. And then we, we stopped and we thought and said, you know what, if we're going to wait for all those pieces to be put into place, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, we had had animals up here for a few years and we were driving on a regular basis, but we weren't being able to actually live the life until we pulled the trigger, bit the bullet, did what we needed to, and now we're here. And it's it's enjoyable. And if I could have done it sooner, would I? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. But it's it's what we needed to do right now and not put off any longer. So all this that I've shared with you so far is not what I was going to share with you. And I thought, well, I need to probably put this into a couple of podcasts, but no, I don't want to necessarily stretch it out. I want to, you know, look and see, you know, just kind of weave it all together. And so the thing that um, I wanted to originally share with you that I had been thinking about for several days. And you may have had this float through your little Facebook feed. And it says, laugh like you're 10, party like you're 20, travel like you're 30, think like you're 40, advise like you're 50, care like you're 60, love like you're 70. And, you know, I smiled as I was looking over it and just thinking, you know, about the decades. And, you know, laugh like you're 10. And a thought that came to my mind was, 
I think probably may be better to even drop the age a little bit because I remember driving to work one day when I lived in Effingham and I worked on the south end of town. I came up to a, a bus stop and it was at the beginning of the school year. And there were kids of assorted ages at the bus stop. And it was a four-way stop. And so I'm a couple of cars behind. And I'm watching this line of kids. Hi, <sighs> me again. I guess that's what happens when you actually get up at four. <laughs> Hold on a second. Mm. Needed some coffee. And I'm watching this line of kids. And you can see, you know, kids of different ages. And the older kids were like, oh my gosh, I'm here. You know, they're just standing there. Some of them, you know, were talking somewhere. And then you had some middle school kids or, or upper grade school ones. And they're, they're a little bit more animated, talking to their friends and punching each other in the arm, that kind of goofy stuff. And then there was one kid. There was one kid who looked to be, you know, kindergarten or first grade and he was excited you could see it on his face even from a distance you could see it in his actions because he was jumping he wasn't jumping like doing calisthenics he was excited he has what we call in our family he had the can't help it's he could not help but do that because he was so excited. He had, he had heard and seen other kids go to school, and here it was, the start of a new school year or his first school year, and he was pumped and excited. You know, that kind of energy. Well, you know what? Laugh like you have that kind of energy. Laugh like when you were 10. They say that adults only laugh like less than five times a day, but little kids laugh several hundred times a day. We spent part of the weekend with uh, our four-year-old grandson. My gosh, the kid is always laughing. He's a happy kid. He's an honorary kid, but he's a happy kid. And laugh like you're 10. Laugh like you're a kid. Look at things and see the things that will make you laugh. Party like you're 20. No, if some of you, if, if you don't remember much when you're 20 because you were drunk all the time, no, I'm not talking about that. But when you were 20, what kind of socializing did you do? Now, each person's different, I understand. But we generally think about 20-year-olds not being that involved in their family and wanting to spend more time with their friends. Now, some, if they you know, start, you know, got married, started a family early, that may be different. When I think back to when I was 20, I was in college, and it was all about my friends and activities associated with the college. It was very socializing. I was interacting. When you think about this idea, party like you're 20, well, today, depending on what your age is, do you socialize? Do you interact? Do you withdraw more? Are you very caught up in responsibilities or have you assumed too many responsibilities? Do you socialize? Do you invite people over? 
or not. You know, that's one of the things that as the weather turns nice and we are now into our second year here at the house, we want to do more entertaining. I think it's interesting, this concept of party like you're 20. Be out there. Be entertaining. I'm not saying, you know, uh, you know, be a drunkard. <laughs> what I'm saying is don't be a hermit. The next is travel like you're 30. Well, I didn't do as much. Well, I guess I did do a fair amount of traveling when I was 30 because hadn't had kids yet. And, uh, and so there was more travel that was involved. Uh, there were more things because I had money and I didn't, you know, have all the responsibilities. But when you stop and think about what you can do at that age bracket, or just more importantly, during phases when you maybe did more travel, where do you go to? Do you, does that mean you have to backpack Europe or something like that? Well, that'd be kind of a cool bucket list thing. But travel, what do you benefit from travel? You see different things, you meet different people, you experience different cultures. You, you know, that's one of the things that I enjoy, even traveling in the United States. My favorite places to go are not the tourist traps. My favorite places to go are the small towns, the two-lane highways, uh, where you actually get to, you know, sit down at a restaurant and it's not fast food. Sit down at a little diner. And just soak up the local culture. was watching a movie last night with my wife. And it was a foreign film, which means it's definitely not Marvel superheroes. <laughs> but it was, it was just breathing in the culture while watching the film. Think like you're 40. Think like you're 40. What do you think that means? I think when a lot of folks are in their 40s, they're either in the midst of raising families or their, their, their children are you know growing up and moving out on their own for a lot of folks. And you're at a point in your life where you do start thinking, I think, a little bit more about things. You, you've lived long enough to where you're figuring it out. When you're in your 20s, you think you really know what it's all about. When you're in your 30s, you realize you don't know squat. <laughs> when you're in your 40s, you're getting it figured out. So you, you're thinking about things in a bigger context. You know, when I, when I have conversations with people in their 20s, one of the, the things that occur, is a normal human trait is it's kind of like the, the belief that uh, history started when you were born. And so what you experience directly, you think that's how it's been. And it's like, nope, 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 that's not how it works. Uh, and when you're in your 40s, you see a broader context of things. And so you're able to think about it a little bit differently and ponder and have uh, that kind of good figuring out. So, you know, think like you're 40. You're not making uh, as many emotional decisions. Your decisions 
have more to do with uh, the logic and evidence, hopefully. There's a maturity level. Advise like you're 50. You know, I heard somebody say, and I agree with completely, your 50s have the potential of being your most productive decade of your life. Why? You've lived half a century. You have seen a lot. You have seen 50 years of life. And you have grown to understand the value of people who lived before you and the wisdom that either they shared with you, tried to share with you. Um, pretty well every 50-year-old I meet, I if I happen to ask the question about, you know, do you like, you know, are you into history? And so many, so many say they are. And I think, again, you're, you know, we're, we're tapping, we're, we're moving into history ourselves. And so we think about it more. And that gives us potentially a wisdom that we can share with others. We can guide others. We can, we can pass what we have experienced on to others. And, and that's, that's a pretty powerful thing. And so in, in thinking about that, well, I guess it kind of ties into what, you know, why am I prompted to do different kinds of podcasts? It's, it's, it's like sharing advice and you can take what you want from it. Care like you're 60. Care like you're 60. You know you're on the back, you know, you're clearly on the back nine of life. And you are seeing your children or people that you care so much about that are younger than you going through struggles, facing challenges like you had. And you've moved out of that that realm of doing it yourself. And now you're seeing what others are and you want the best for them. And your level of caring for others changes. You see things through a different light. The things that you used to be able to just kind of slough off, now you feel more emotional about it. There's a more of an emotional investment, I think, that hits in general when you're in your 60s as you, as you see the different things. Sometimes it's because you're able to slow down enough to see the different things. You know, if you've been working in a career and putting in a lot of time, especially maybe on a career where you really didn't like it, it was more of a job than a career, and now all of a sudden that is slowed down or has stopped and, and life goes through another transition. And finally, love like you're 70. You know, for a lot of folks, health issues have compromised a person's life on what they're able to do but they're also having the opportunity to enjoy the fruits of a lifetime. And hopefully it's good fruits of a lifetime. And you're able to express love in a totally new way, in a different kind of way. You're looking at things where you realize 
you're you're more towards the edge of society in some ways because you're not making the big decisions for your family because now you know you're some uh, some people in their 70s you know they're they're enjoying grandchildren but some are enjoying great grandchildren um and there is a whole new kind of love you know i think back to and i've mentioned this before had an aunt who uh, passed away when she was in her early 80s. And she had a large family. I think she had 10 in the family. But the part that really got me was she had the obituary said she had 76 grandchildren. And then I think there was like 30-some great-grandchildren. You know, you're not running your family <laughs> when you've got that much you're you're you've reached a point where your family and the the you know it's kind of gone to the next generation but what you do have the ability to do is love now what i really like about this list is you don't have to wait till you're in those decades to do this stuff because this is saying it doesn't say when you're in your 20s, you're going to party. When you're in your 30s, you're going to travel. When you're in your 40s, you're going to think. It doesn't say that. It says laugh like you're 10. doesn't matter what age you are. Laugh like you're 10. Look to enjoy everything you do. Find a way to. Some people are able to learn that, practice that. Laugh like you're 10. Enjoy things just for the pure enjoyment, for the pure excitement. Let yourself have the I can't help it's. And party. Enjoy fellowship. Enjoy socializing. Like when you were 20. I don't care what age you are, but enjoy the, the party of life, celebrate life, celebrate the little things, not just the big things. Celebrate the little things. Party like you're 20 and travel. See new things. If you're, you don't have to wait till your 30s and you don't, and if you're past your 30s, doesn't mean you don't have to do it, but get out, break the routine. Go out and and plan to do things. Put it on the calendar. If you don't put it on the calendar, it doesn't happen. But do things that are unique. In this movie that I was watching last night, and you may you may want to watch it. It's called Sing Street, and it takes place in Dublin, Ireland, in 1985. And in the movie, the boy says to the girl that he desperately wants to date. Uh, says, uh, do you want to have an adventure? You know, he knocks on the door. She comes to the door. Do you want to have an adventure? And she, without saying a word, she immediately walks out, closes the door, and walks faster than him. She wanted to have adventure. And what they did was they hopped on his grandfather's little bitty motorboat, and they went out to an island off the coast of, you know, of... uh Ireland, and and had a, a picnic lunch. You can do that. You can, you can grab lunch meat out of the fridge and a bag of chips and a couple of cans of soda and say, you want to have an adventure? 
and just go somewhere within five miles or 10 miles of your house that you never, ever do and just have a picnic. Travel. Do bigger things, do smaller things. Think like you're 40. Ponder things. Think about them. Look for the patterns. Look to understand. Look deeper. When you see a meme like this, think. Think about it and see what what you can draw out of it to make your life exciting, better, more helpful. Advise like you're 50. If you have learned something, don't keep it to yourself. Share. Don't keep it to yourself. Share. Doesn't mean push it on people, but just share it. Let others benefit from your wisdom. Care like you're 60. Care about people. Care about things that other people... (coughs) Hold on a second. Oh, my throat's getting dried out because I'm getting pumped up and excited about this little meme. Care like you're 60. What are things that are important to other people? Care about it. Care about what people have invested time, energy, money, passion into because those are things that are probably valuable. Care about them and care about the people involved. Don't just look at people with a blanket statement of all people like this or this way. Don't overgeneralize. Don't be a bigot. Don't be like that. Don't hate races. Don't hate your own race. Care. Look beyond color. Look beyond background. Look beyond poor decisions made in the past and care about people. Care about things that matter. And finally, love. Love others. Love yourself. Love like your life is short. Love like the Tim McGraw song. Live like you were dying. Love like you were dying. Because the truth is we all are. We're mortals. There will come a time when we are done. And we don't know if that day is now or later. But live, I'm sorry, love like you're 70. Love like time is getting short. Let the people who matter most in your life know that they matter to you. Without any hesitancy, without any doubt, let them know that they matter. All right, folks. That's it for today. Sorry the podcast went a little bit long, but dang it, I felt passionate about it, and I hope it was helpful. We will then see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye-bye.